Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm Alita. I'm Miranda. <laughs> and together we're the side... sidekicks. There we go. <laughs> we'll get it one day. <laughs> um, welcome back, everyone. We're here at it again. We've read <clears throat> the Tower of Oh J- JLA, the Tower of Babel. And before I get into it, I'm gonna go ahead and let Miranda. Uh, introduce and talk about who worked on it and all that good stuff. Oh, I would absolutely love to. All right. So this week we read JLA Tower of Babel. It was, it is from the year 2000. Hey, (laughs) yep. Not much has changed, but they lived underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it was published from july to october of 2000 it has uh four main issues from the jla comic series and then a couple of other tie-in issues to kind of explain it it was written by mark wade who is kind of a self-described dc super fan okay all right like like it's that's all you really need to know about him is that he is like he's a huge comic book nerd who got to live his dream and I he love that for him yeah and he kind of had like a, a major hand in shaping sort of the overall scope of I would say this era of DC mm. you know like he he uh he is behind Wally West's Flash he is behind the reason the Legion of Superheroes still exist you know, like literally he has kept that dead horse up and running for like Aww. 30 years. <laughs> no, that wasn't necessarily harsh. I've, I've never read the Legion of Superheroes. Like I don't have stakes in that race. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll read one of them just to say we've done it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but not today. Today we're talking not about today. Babel. Uh, um, it was penciled by Howard Porter and Steve Scott. It was inked by Drew Garassi. And Mark Propst, and the colorist was John Kaliz. Kaliz, I mean, someday we're someday we're gonna come into this prepared, having looked up names. Um, but will we? I don't know. We have lives <laughs> beyond the podcast. Please forgive I mean, us uh, if we mispronounce things, but you can also <laughs> look it up. Um, <laughs> who else? I say that with love. <laughs> Sorry, you're That's good. You're much. good. <laughs> All right. Is that everyone? Yep. Those are sort of the main players. Um, Like a few of the side stories have other people that worked on them. Do you want me to find them? No. Okay. I think it's fine. We can add them to notes. uh, This is kind of notable for being our first uh, comic story that we've read that is not considered a major event. Yes. But it isn't a major event, and I'm going to explain why. This is my thesis statement. Here we go. Let's go. We're in it. Dissertation time. The defense of the Tower of Babel. (laughs) The Tower of Babel. (laughs) So uh, do you want me? Can I? Should I go into plot? What should I do? Uh, Yeah, let's do plot. All right. Um, Or I guess we can do, do you want to do first thoughts? Oh, yeah. Have you read this before? Yes. This is my, okay. Um. Every comic book fan, I think, like like most of them, this isn't like a no true Scotsman fallacy. Like this is just kind of, I think when you get deep enough into comic books, everyone has like that one story 
that they love despite everything. You know, like okay. they know, like objectively, they know it's got flaws. Okay. But it's their baby. Is this? This is my baby. Aww. This is my, uh, this is one of my favorite storylines. <laughs> and it's madness. It is. This is my first time reading this. I think it's my first time reading anything Justice League. And I will say about halfway through it, I was like, this is the Real Housewives mess that I want in comic books because they talk so much shit to each other. And I loved it. I was yes. here for it. The first like, like issue or whatever, I was like, um, oh, I don't yeah. know if I picked up the right book. <laughs> I don't know if I got the right thing here, uh, but I'm in it. Miranda did say it was bonkers and it holds up. If you're looking for something that is just like, I'm going to read it and I'm along for the ride. There will be some morality questions, but really just one. And the rest of it is just like, here's some yada yada science from the early 2000s. Uh, this is Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's very like sci-fi. I love it. Yeah. I liked it. All right, let's go into the plot. All right. So um, <clears throat> there's a, it's going to sound like we're unhinged. Like you have to understand this as like an audience. It's going to sound like we're unhinged and we're going off in tangents. Yes. We're not. <laughs> this is literally the experience of reading this. Yes. This one. Yeah. It's good. It's great. It's amazing. Okay. So um, it opens up with sort of this side story about kind of like I, I I have read this book many times and I still don't know how this side story relates to the greater like plot but it's there it exists it literally does not like I finished it so this week was a little busy so I ended up finishing it like the morning of the recording Mm -hmm. um and after I finished it I was like what the fuck was going on in the beginning because the rest of it makes it there's a point where it does become cohesive but in the beginning it's just this like giant rubber man who mm -hmm. I did not I don't think I had any experience with this guy like, <laughs> introduction to him like, I don't <laughs> know what's going on but I am a fan wait giant rubber man what is his what is this guy are, are you talking about the atom no not the adam he has like the sunglasses oh plastic man plastic man <laughs> sorry i was watching one piece before this and he's the his his is gum gum fruit yeah um similar colors also my hey. bad y'all <laughs> you're fine you're fine that's he is in essence rubber um his powers he can kind of contort himself into anything he can mm -hmm. stretch himself and all that he's like uh mr fantastic uh-huh uh, <laughs> he like turns into stuff like he's a boat at one point or a raft yeah, yeah he does he turns himself into stuff of air balloon mm -hmm. it's, crazy. it's um elastigirl from the incredibles oh yeah yes 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 yeah yes. okay so we start with the side story that's nuts yep this whole crazy side story about um a boy who has a tumor and um ray palmer the atom who is an actual doctor i don't know if he's actually a medical doctor mm -hmm. i should probably look that up at some point mm -hmm. but anyway like he is exploring the boy's tumor you know to see what like get the lay of the land before they go in with surgery and he discovers that um 
it's a biological tumor, like it's a bacteria and it has a civilization, like they communicate. And, um, it's this whole parable for like the dangers of unethical consumption. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very, it is very like, it's very, it's very Y2K. <laughs> it is a lot. Yes. And then at some point, like the story about the dangers of unethical consumption and strip mining and, you know, do, doing things because you can instead of asking if you should do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Justice League goes in to negotiate with the bacteria. And then it turns into like this weird parable about Krypton you know, Superman's planet, (laughs) you know, this whole thing of there's like a scientist that's been warning against the dangers of it and they're facing imminent destruction and it's, it's insanity. Like it is genuine insanity. I do not know what they were hoping to accomplish with this Uh, story. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Mine didn't start like that. Oh, what did yours start with? My, what the fuck? We read different things. Mine started with, uh, some guy named September. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> oh my God. Did they put different stuff? Okay. So my version, <laughs> let's look, let's look at the publication date of your, of our versions. Cause my version is from 2001. Uh, mine, I bought this on Google books because I could not make it to the library and it just says tower of Babel, the deluxe edition. So they must have like put things in and taken things out. Well, this is great. We're going to have comparative literature here. <laughs> Oh my god here's the differences of because mine had an intro from mark wade from 2020 yeah i didn't have that okay so holy shit you got something else you got a collectible in your hands because so what they hold on let me see a panel of this like tumor situation okay this is the very first page <gasps> of it you're oh going into a boy's eye You've got ray palmer in there you know, this is a picture of the scientist. What bacteria. the fuck? Guys, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to find that one and read it because that's crazy. Yeah, no, this is this is so cool. That means you got a retrospective one. And then I have like the OG of when this was originally like published as a graphic novel. Yeah. So this <gasps> version must have came out in 2020 just because the intro is there. Oh my and god, I want to read your version. On the computer. We'll figure out a way. I'll just give you my account and you can read it. Because mine starts with like they're in a lab. That's why I was like, yeah, they are in a lab. But um <laughs> so I just told you this unhinged story and you just <laughs> yes handed me. I did because I was like, yeah, maybe that's what was going on. Cause I was confused. I was very happy <laughs> for like the like the what are they like the retellings not retellings but like the little the beginnings of the the following issue that like tell you what happened I'm like okay so I did like understand what happened (laughs) okay but mine starts with them um talking about seven weeks ago and there's this guy named September and he's trying to take over something because there's always someone trying to take over something and then that's (laughs) why that's what I was like yeah there's like that plastic man um and then he just like is look at this look at this fucking panel okay i'm looking i'm looking do you see his face uh yeah that's that's plastic man yes i was just like i don't know who this man is i don't know if he's a villain i don't know what's going on he's horrifying (laughs) (laughs) he is 
um and then it's him they're like stopping a robbery and then aquamatic comes in and then there's like they're in gotham and then i think it's bruce wayne trying to escape some stuff and then oh my god i did not read that at all the huntress is there Uh, (gasps) oh my god oh my god this is 2000s huntress this is her when she's still unhinged yeah i love her whooping ass and then there's like a jet and they have to get the jet and then they all start kind of like vanishing so the huntress disappears like like disappears like Like, marty mcfly is out of the picture yeah (laughs) she disagrees um and then they're like well what happened and then that just kind of keeps happening so they they all start disappearing and are they getting raptured yeah they basically the september guy like he messed with like the space-time continuum Mm-hmm. and then it's now like new realities are happening so like in this issue oh my god a part of it and it's not <gasps> on the first issue but like one big plot point in it was that like oracle is not being super helpful and john that's how you say his name right the the, alien. the martian yeah, yeah john he's like the head guy that's like okay this is how we fix it like we need to find a scientist like blah 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 mm-hmm. and one of the dilemmas is that um oracle's like because bruce wayne's parents never got shot so he doesn't exist yeah yeah right does that happen yeah. in your book too at some no point? no that is not the story i read at all holy shit this says tower of Babel on it i swear <laughs> okay all right was there contingency plans yes that comes along way later though how many pages uh, is yours uh like less than 150 okay this was like 260 god fucking damn it <laughs> I want your version. That's it. I have to go on Amazon and buy the physical copy of the deluxe edition. Yeah. Because it's now you could do comparatives. We're gonna get through this one, and then there's probably gonna be like a bonus episode of us of us recording Miranda's experience reading the deluxe edition. <laughs> so my edition is deluxe edition. So I'm guessing they probably just pulled issues from like greater storylines to put them in there to try to make it make sense, I guess. Cause I'm sure right. So yeah, if, I mean, there's there's a whole greater context that surrounds the Tower of Babel that they could be including in yours. Yeah, and then because mine starts like issue eighteen, and that's the one that int- that like has the rubber man in it, mm-hmm. and then disappearing. Wait, wait. Issue eighteen. Uh huh. Okay, Tower of Babel happens. Um, issues. Uh, JLA issues forty two through forty six. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so that's why it seems so misplaced then. Maybe they're just trying to build like trust within them because it's like they have to save each other in order to like survive. Yeah. No, that's okay. that that is completely uh plausible. Like, you know, that that is completely plausible. I think that like when this was released, mm-hmm. like it was it was meant to be read like as it was happening by people that were like were reading JLA comics. Yeah. You know, it was like a I think this is like the ninth JLA volume of this specific run. Oh, wow. Okay. So like, I think the assumption is, is that if you're picking this up in 2001, then like you either read it when it was happening or you read like, like volume eight and volume seven, and you're going to read volume 10, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't need to have the context included in the book itself because you're reading a series. Right. Whereas like the deluxe edition that came out years later, it's new readers. Me. <laughs> they have adam strange in this one did you get that no no there's no adam strange 
Okay, I'm just not gonna spoil this book for you. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to you. <laughs> it's gonna be rage, right? You're gonna make all these affine comments, and it's just gonna. I'm gonna get on hand and be like, well, "You got Adam Strange." <laughs> yes. Well, and that was nuts too, because it was like I understand why it's in here, because it just it gives you an introductory of like all the the main players of the. Mm-hmm. of actual of the actual tower of Babel. well miranda will have to read this deluxe version but let's see where you're at let me try to find you <laughs> okay so yeah i'm just gonna we're gonna skip the weird krypton parable and the ethical questions it raises well you can we could talk about it I well just... you didn't get to read it you don't get the joy and wonder that is well you could explain it to me if you want i think when i first read it like i read this whole beginning story kind How of is like you? i was probably i was a teenager mm. I have established that like it I've established before that like my brain isn't happy starting in the middle of things Mm -hmm. and that makes like comics really difficult to start with Mm -hmm. because I have to start with number one Mm -hmm. and so the easy way to do that is to buy graphic novels you know all that yep yeah only the problem is is that like graphic novels aren't always the best of differentiating like which run they're from or even where in the order they are mm-hmm. like I know that this one is I think the ninth one in this run it does not say number nine on it okay so I probably picked this up thinking like oh I can start reading JLA and then I was horrifically confused and it probably really upset me at the time like it knowing is. myself it probably really upset me at the time very confusing yeah <laughs> It is, I, I, as a comic fan, I think I kind of have this great gift of sometimes I, I, I forced gump my way into comic history. Like I just accidentally read like <laughs> books that are important. Forrest Gump. <laughs> just you and important parts of comic. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like my experience reading like the, the dark Knight returns is I had no clue what it meant. It was just given to me. Yeah. And so like, I just accidentally like stumble my way into like important storylines. And this is one of them. I like it. <laughs> I, like it. I think um, I remember reading this and I was totally on Batman's side, like a hundred percent from start to finish. Yes. So if you don't know the story, I mean, obviously it's a little confusing and I think this is evidence of it's difficult to to place yourself within comic book stuff because I literally bought this I think I think I got it like on Wednesday because I was like there's no way I'm gonna go to the library and pick this up so I was like I'm buying it um and I bought the digital copy because it's also just quicker um Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more in this than Miranda's copy and it's not clearly delineated I mean it does say deluxe edition so I guess that's like the thing but Mm -hmm. I guess I just didn't think about it however if you don't know Batman's role in this in Tower of Babel he basically this is like the where you get him creating like contingency plans against his like fellow heroes Mm so um it's if you as a modern comic book reader I think most people are fairly like are fairly comfortable and familiar with this concept that oh batman is the guy he's got plans to get get like plans to take out everyone else if something goes wrong Mm -hmm. this is where this came from yeah yeah and it's been done many times i think since i know Mm -hmm. like at least in the because jla had like cartoon network show i think at one point Mm -hmm. and i remember watching the episode or if it was a movie i remember like watching i was like damn that's crazy 
Yeah. It's made its appearance in like the cartoons and it has also made it, uh, it got a movie, Justice League Doom. Oh, maybe that's what I watched. I don't know. Uh, There was a time where I watched a lot of like the little movies that they were putting out because it was quicker, but (laughs) just like, I'm like, I want to get the story, but yeah, I don't know. Reading it, I was like, this makes sense. This makes sense for Batman to do this. Um, And it's very like, I think we were reading one of the Marvel comics last, I think it was Civil War, like Mm -hmm. Iron Man also has a similar arc. And while I was reading, I was like, oh, this is like kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the, it seems like Batman did it first, to be honest. And in the- <laughs> I mean, he literally did it first. This is 2000. <laughs> there you go. Uh, don't fight me. It's facts. In the little forward that Mark Wade has in this, he does kind of like explain, like, I don't think anyone would disagree with Batman having contingency plans. It's just the way he went about it. Mm-hmm. Pissed everybody off. <laughs> he almost mm-hmm. killed everybody or his actions almost got everyone killed. Yeah. The better way of saying that. You were on Batman's side as a yeah. teen. Yeah, no, like I, I was on Batman's side 100%. And I feel like it was because of like this weird bacteria story of like, you also have to understand, like, I did not know a lot about the Justice League. Like this was before, like this was, I, I bought, I probably bought this book in order to learn about the Justice League to decide if I wanted to read them. Yeah. I I did not end up reading them. (laughs) This, this book did not sell me on them. But one of the things is that this particular iteration of the Justice League, Batman is the only normal person there. And like Batman's not normal at all. He's horrifically wealthy. He's very smart. He's got, he's, he knows Kung Fu, you know? Yes. He's like, like he's a, not a normal. Oh, go ahead. He, he's an entrepreneur of like superheroes. Yeah. He taught himself quote unquote everything with the small mm-hmm. loan of his parents. <laughs> the small, a small loan provided by the death of his parents. Yes. And the trauma that that causes. <laughs> we're bad people sometimes Uh, yes yes we are it's okay (laughs) yeah but like he's he's the only like quote-unquote like normal human on the league in this version of it yeah and and by normal human you mean like he's the only one that doesn't have superpowers can i can i explain it so starting off (laughs) with arguably the least powerful members of the league you have plastic man who can contort himself Mm -hmm. into any physical shape and form and he can literally turn himself into things in a real in the most creepy way possible all right you have wally west's the flash with super speed but also he can vibrate through things and he can also like break things by vibrating it's a whole thing so they're walking science experiments all right moving on walking sizes yeah both of them both of them um you have you have aquaman who is the lord of the ocean he's a Mm -hmm. king he can talk to animal like aquatic animals he can breathe underwater in some versions he quite literally can he is a waterbender oh my god you've got the king of two-thirds of the two-thirds of the world on this team you have john johns martian manhunter shapeshifter telepath telepath like i should not to go any further telepath who can go (laughs) not like he can't just read your thoughts he's not just a telepath in that he can read your thoughts he can change your thoughts that's a problem highly problematic yes so you've got kyle reiner's green lantern 
He's a dude with magical imagination jewelry. He can make anything, anything. It is, he is bound by the limits of his understanding of what is physically possible. And he's an artist. So those limits are interesting to say the least. Like it's, he can just hand wavy do things. You've got Wonder Woman, the yes. magical lump of clay given godlike abilities. Yes. And then you have Superman who for all intents and purposes is a sun god. Like mm-hmm. he gets, he gets power through photosynthesis and he can do everything because this is the yes and era of Superman's powers. He is a and people were just like, well, does he have like, he have like super strength? Yes. And he can fly. Well, what about like, what about laser vision? Yes. And ice breath. Yes. And version of his powers. He is, these are gods among men. He has ice breath? He's got ice breath. What the fuck? That's cool. <laughs> you know, he's got, this is the yes and version of Superman. Like, like there are versions where they try and tamp it down and make it make sense. And then there's just versions <laughs> where it's just plot convenience. Thy mm-hmm. name is Superman. So in the midst of these people with, with godlike abilities who do not have firm limits and do not take orders from anyone who literally have a clubhouse in the sky mm-hmm. where they can do pretty much whatever they want. They have carte blanche to go all around the world and do whatever nonsense they want because no one can physically stop them. What are you going to do? Slap like some handcuffs on the flash? You can't catch these hands. Oh yeah. And then he can like lend his speed. I didn't know that until this series what wait lend his he can lend his speed what yeah there's a plot point in my version where they have to like outrun a ra- oh is this the strange version the adam strange okay. one um where they have to he superman has to outfly light and he's like i'm not faster than light and then the um the flash is like you can borrow some of my speed and that's how he outrun like how he outflies light Okay, so first yeah, of all, I'm, I'm, yes, yeah. And. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then in the midst of this, you have Batman, who's just a rich dude who taught himself the martial arts. <laughs> the martial arts, all <laughs> <Yeah>. of them. <laughs> yes. And it's like you in this in the first story that I have, like that whole vignette about like the 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 sentient tumor, you know. It's a story that Batman is not a part of. And it is, yeah. in essence, these people trying to play God, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, they're, they're doing so with the best of intentions because they're like, oh, we don't want to massacre a civilization of millions. But on the other hand, like, this is like, there's a, 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 this is a tumor growing on a child's brain that is going to kill him, you know? And yeah. it's this, it's a whole thing. And so I think like reading it, I understood that like, at no point were they asking like the patient or actual medical professionals what they should do. It was always like they were going in with their with their morals and their ideals and what they think like should happen. Right. You know. And it's the Justice League doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the yeah. Justice League doing that. Like it it ends with um the bacteria civilization uh like gets into a fight, like it kind of breaks into like a riot. And they cause an mm-hmm. explosion, and that explosion is considered 
enough of a fluctuation in like the boys biochemistry that like the laser, the surgery laser that the doctors have set up to operate. If the situation becomes worse, goes off and destroys the civilization. Like it's, it's this whole thing. And then like, it ends with, um, like the justice league evacuates as many of them as they can, all that Superman stays behind to help them like set reset up. He comes back and he says like, I did everything I could, but in the end they just didn't want to change. And reading it, I think I understood like, oh, these are people with God complexes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, with that view, Mm -hmm. Batman's actions further along in the issues um, makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It's like, you guys are crazy. (laughs) You guys are too strong and scary. Yeah, that was that's like reading it. That's what I think I took away from it. But also rereading it it's batshit and I don't understand how it connects like back like I think it was just put in there to establish the Justice League mm-hmm. and how they act yeah for some historical context I would say the late 90s and the early 2000s was kind of when the Justice League got uh, rebooted in a hardcore way sort of prior to that it was founded by the big three you know Batman Superman Wonder Woman this was for many reasons, you know, there was kind of this idea that like, oh, they're a superhero team, but they're also friends and they all live together and it's great. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, we're the super friends, you know, uh, like that was what the Justice yeah. League was. And then um, kind of as a lot of these characters were redefined and DC was trying to make itself more adult and grown up and dealing with different issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wade came in. This is where like Mark Wade is like very significant to DC's history is he came in and he sort of rewrote the origins of the Justice League so that it didn't include the big three. And so that it was very clear that like, oh, these people are not friends. These are coworkers. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very much that <laughs> vibe in this. Okay, that's interesting to mm-hmm. to know. Getting into the actual story. Uh, the, the, the main basic plot is that Raz Agul known batman enemy <laughs> semi-immortal <laughs> old guy he also yes. strict environmentalist because <laughs> again this is oh, this is the, this is 2000 yes all right this yeah every mm-hmm. it is a lot. everyone in the 2000s a had like a bad guy that was an eco-terrorist yeah as if there wasn't anything going on i don't know i don't know what they're trying to do with it i mean i guess it just says that they're always the villain <laughs> like why couldn't it be captain planet he was like a cool eco person. You know, so it's like, yeah, so this like weird mm-hmm. old man that doesn't die because he has like the mm-hmm. Lazarus pit cares about the earth. So like it's a little confusing because I care about the earth, but I don't want to be an evil right. villain. <laughs> I mean, you know, he also wears sweet capes. He does wear he's got a whole suit, black suit with a cool cape. Yep. The and cape never goes away. He, That's like he's always wearing that cape yeah it's uh, akin to dr strange mm-hmm. so um, but it's it's you have raza ghoul who particularly in this era of raza ghoul was very concerned with like preserving the earth and preserving animals and that's kind of something that does stay somewhat consistent with this characterization but this is also i would say a much more compassionate version of raza ghoul than he later evolves into in like the 2010s but this version is more strictly an eco-terrorist. Mm-hmm. It's less uh, energy put into the whole League of Assassins thing, all that. He's got this plan to call the human population. 
Yeah. He hates humans. He like loves animals yeah. and hates humans. It's a lot. <laughs> you just like the world would but now I'm just like, okay, so like the world would be better without humans, in your opinion. Um, no, no, it's not include him. Does this uh, include you? Like he's like, he's like 900 years old at this point. I don't okay. So he yeah, he does come so. from a time when like there was much less humans around. Yeah. And he's kind of has like this idea of like, oh, well, humans mm-hmm. are over, like have overpopulated and like they're living in ways that are not sustainable. And so like they need to be called and then I will rise above yes. them as the overlord with my wisdom from 900 years. So his thing is like, I guess to understand, he doesn't want to yes. like make humans ex- extinct. He just wants less of them around. <laughs> Is that about right? Okay. Yes. It's very boomer energy because he's the all wise one, but cannot figure out. I don't. Okay. So what? One of the reasons that that I think with with mine when he kind of mm-hmm. gets introduced, it's like this tiger, this mm-hmm. like rare tiger cub, dies because it's fed chocolate. And I just <laughs> like, first of all could have done something a little better there but okay so the old tiger gets fed chocolate and it dies right I'm like, I'm like, well, why would you give him you don't have zoologists you don't have professionals working for you it's just like this random like guy off the street he's, he's that, got a soul patch like literally looks like the inherent know, untrustworthiness of soul yeah, patches he has a soul he looks like he belongs in <laughs> Yeah, he looks like he belongs in the Fight Club movies. <laughs> I think you gave him the last male tiger of this lineage to take care of, bro. Like, what are you talking? Why aren't you taking care of it? I don't understand. I was confused. <laughs> it was, he's not smart. I don't, don't yes. want to take yes, his he advice. He does not know how to, how, how to delineate, or not delineate, how to... Oh, word. When you give like responsibility to appropriate people. What's that word? Delegate. He does not know yeah. how to delegate. No. And then what happens <laughs> is that he kills him. He just he just kills a guy, you know, all that. And then like okay. we're introduced <laughs> to his his evil plan to call the population. But first, he needs to distract the Justice League. And and so and the way oh, he yes. does, he chooses to he do does. this is he's like, I could come up with my own plans, but that would take a lot of time and effort. When like I know that Batman is a paranoid son of a bitch, and he'll have done it the work for me. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Again, very boomer energy <laughs> from the younger generation taking the credit from somebody else's work. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just realized. Okay, so one of the plot points to distract Justice yes. is like really in the funniest Batman way possible. He steals his parents' bodies. <laughs> He does it. He digs up their graves. It's a giant hole in the ground. The earth back in. It just leaves it open, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense because it's like supposed to be a distraction. But it is so I okay um silly. So I've determined that like this is the worst cemetery in the universe, like in America, because bodies just go missing from the cemetery, like canonically. Canonically, you know. All the important dead people in Gotham are buried in the same place. Like the Waynes are buried there. Um, the Graysons are buried there. Um, the Drakes are buried there. All the Robins have dead parents. It's fine. It's not a problem. 
you know, Jason Todd was buried there. Like it's all the important dead people in Gotham get buried in this one cemetery. Their bodies are constantly going missing. Like, like no one's watching the cemetery. There is no grounds person. Like Jason Todd crawls his way out of his own grave, you know, breaks out of his own grave and crawls out. And nobody calls like his foster father. Like no one calls Bruce Wayne to be like, there's a disturbance at your dead son's grave. Like someone vandalized it. Fuck Gotham. Did yours have like the story point of like Gotham being like exiles from the United States? Oh no. So that's really fun. That's uh, No Man's Land. Yeah. That's a separate event that happened around this time. Okay, so it got included in this in this. Yeah. Edition. Did you have um did your version have an issue of like through the the perspective of like Talia Al Ghul talking about how she stole the information and she's talking about how like, yeah. oh, like this is the bat cave, this is his his heart, and it would later be destroyed <sighs> in the quake. That's no man's land. Yeah. Oh, so that's like what, what happened is, is okay, um is- there was the earth was affected by like this a plague. Um, Mm -hmm. and then immediately after like the plague happened and like Gotham was hit really bad, there was the cataclysm, which was a giant earthquake that in essence shut Gotham down and Lex Luthor, who was president at the time, don't ask questions. He was president at the time, basically just said like, well, the shittiest city in the U S is on my own. Oh, and like the city fell to chaos. A bunch of rogues took over different territory. There was like gangland warfare. Um, and at the time, um, Nightwing and Robin were both living in Bloodhaven. So they were not part of the storyline really in like a big way. Mm-hmm. And so it fell to uh, Helena Bertinelli and Cassie Kane to take care of Gotham mm-hmm. while Batman was playing Bruce Wayne and was in DC trying to argue for the restoration of like uh, basically government services in Gotham. Oh my God. That, that's nuts. Yeah, I was reading it and I was like, what the fuck? They got rid of Gotham? Like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> Imagine being a Gotham person. <laughs> just imagine it's like it was it was a big deal like at the time and like that is a big deal (laughs) basically like the u.s kicked out the city because they were so like it it would be like if it would be like if the u.s just disowned chicago yeah because it's also like it's not even like on an island nothing like that it's in the i mean it's sort of on an island um Oh, uh, geographically it's similar to manhattan so it's an island it's connected by bridges oh. it's in uh, new jersey i was just imagine them like breaking down the bridge and they're like okay no pretty much yeah no the bridges get destroyed fairly frequently and it feels like every time it happens like gotham just becomes its own sovereign nation <laughs> wow it's uh when I periodically I go on like long tangents where I talk about how like Batman like Gotham is Batman's fiefdom and this is part of the reason why like it's the the government could give gives no shits about Gotham no no like they're like it is it's solely being powered by Wayne Enterprises at this point (laughs) (laughs) it's his it's his own fiefdom if he wanted he could become a king oh yeah he would be a a, well a king makes sense would it be the queen yeah. <laughs> i want to know would it be selena kyle would it I be think... raza ghoul's daughter 
I, I think like he would be like the king and that would where where it would end. He does not delegate power That's either. It. That's it. That's it. Like Selena Kyle would be like the consort, not Ooh. the queen. Which it's also funny because there's a recent storyline where again Gotham in essence got carved up into gangland style territory and was semi disowned by the government. And Selena Kyle did take her own territory and did fashion herself into a queen. See, and that's why I like her. She's a bad bitch. She does not need no man. No, she does not. No, she does not. She does not. If anything, Batman is her side piece. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I bet that's how she introduces him at parties. Yes. That's the reality I want to live in. That's, yep, that's, that's canon in my brain. That's what's happening now. (laughs) So, best tower babble. (laughs) Yep. It is, Batman is in this, so it's not just us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But he's he's not in like the first half of the storyline. No, he is because he goes to visit his parents, and again, this is the worst cemetery ever. In that there's a giant gaping hole in the ground, and bodies are missing, and no one called him beforehand. No, you don't even know how long that's been like that, right? It like it's implied fresh, it's been at least a couple days. But yeah, like has it been months? It's always rainy in Gotham too, so it's probably gross. Right, like all muddy. <laughs> it gets and then because it is 2000 because it is the year 2000 and this is like the style of comics at the time we get these really gorgeously exaggerated faces oh yes they are they're like so i know they're comics i know that they're cartoons Mm -hmm. but they're caricatures of like faces at a certain point Um, they're positively baroque yes they're just so exaggerated the eyes are always like super duper big the facial expressions like mm-hmm. when they're mad they're mad they're you know, always there's, shocked there's always like like stage lighting on them constantly mm-hmm. very thick like inking lines harsh shadows what are, they do the thing where like wonder woman has like black hair but her hair looks blue because that's like the highlight so she has blue hair in this yeah that's kind of like the style of comic that we're we're looking at yep it's glorious it adds it it fits in like there are very few eras where i would say the art and the storytelling style are so beautifully married Mm -hmm. like intrinsically woven together like this is a batshit insane storytelling style and the art the art fits with it yes beautifully yes um It's, it's their happy couple and I would buy things for their registry. <laughs> it just be art supplies. Right. Uh, so he discovers that his parents' bodies are missing. And so he goes missing. Mm-hmm. And he just drops off the face of the map because he's like, I got to track down my parents. Literally. I don't have daddy issues. You have daddy issues. Yes. It's <laughs> poor guy. So there's like a fight going on they have to put out like this wildfire Mm -hmm. and the justice league shows up and it's wonder woman and the flash and they're trying to put it out and it turns out like the thing that they're fighting is john because he's just a burning man yes (laughs) and they like did something scientifically Mm -hmm. so whenever his like skin touches the air he bursts into like a really strong flame so Mm -hmm. it incapacitates him because he's dangerous to be around well, it also incapacitates him because one of his weaknesses is fire. It oh, okay. like disrupts his ability to mm-hmm. alter his shape. 
Okay. That makes sense. So, um, in other storylines with Martian Manhunter, like it's, it's very much like Frankenstein fire bad. Like people wave a torch at him and then all of a sudden, like he can't shapeshift anymore. And he goes all like, Oh, oh no. <laughs> the justice thing just sounds like a good time. I never read them, but after reading this, I'm like, okay, I'm down to read like a few more of these. Cause they're just funny. Like, yeah, they're really like, they, they are just funny. I don't know any other way <laughs> to explain it. Like their dialogue is funny. Mm-hmm. At one point, Superman turns blue. Yeah. Like, no, no, like within, like within the Justice League, within this run of the Justice League, like not this specific story, but uh-huh. within this run, at one point, Superman turns blue. Like he turns into pure energy and he has to wear a containment suit and he's just blue. I can't. Okay. Sorry. I thought you meant in this issue. I was like, oh yeah, no. he does get like at a certain point, like his skin turns transparent in this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he might've been blue, but that's nuts. They're just like, let's just give him a blue period. Let's go. Yeah, no, it's 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 this is this is wild. Like reading comics from like the early two thousands is an experience that everyone should have. I it's agree. just so much fun. I agree. I think they're just like fuck it, let's go. Well, should we go like through the list and talk about like how each how of each... them is incapacitated, or should we yeah. talk in order of like plot? No, we can talk about like in like just in general. Um, we talked about John, so he's like yeah. flammable now. He's turned into fire. Yes. <laughs> yes wonder woman is arguably the most messed up hers is like psychological damage the other ones are like physical damage not good either but hers is i was like damn he really fucked her up with this one like they shoot a chip into her brain which causes her to hallucinate that she's fighting someone she can't beat yes and the point is she's supposed to fight until her heart explodes yes and the reason is she's so competitive. She won't lose. Mm-hmm. Like she won't allow herself to lose. I mean, there are contingency plans that like they put into place that are genuinely messed up, mm-hmm. you know, like turning Martian Manhunter into a ball of fire is like legitimately messed up on many levels, mm-hmm. but her contingency is it's it just like her own, her own hubris. Yeah. It's yeah. She's like causing that it's not like a physical Mm -hmm. thing um because another one is like plastic man like he gets brittleized like he gets frozen which somehow doesn't kill him but then he gets shattered into a bunch of little pieces and like that's messed up too but it's like a physical um yeah it's like nothing he can do can change it like he's been frozen and then someone smashed him with a crowbar messed up yeah and like he's got like ptsd from it yes <laughs> yes you know yeah i feel like if i was in that situation i would also just not be anywhere cold ever again yeah yeah but like hers is it just it plays into her own character flaws which is a different yeah. level <laughs> it's like a 40 chest with that one yeah like it's she hers is the only one that i think is that personal yes and then um we have Aquaman who also his is like mental kind of as well but it like his just it causes him to to he gets like a fear toxin yeah right? the, the scarecrow he gets, toxin he gets fear gassed yeah and so he his fear that I guess is like given to him he can't he's scared of water mm-hmm. but he needs water to survive so they have to just like do all these like things to try to help him from drying out so the humidity is really high <laughs> <laughs> they should just take him to Florida that probably would have been really helpful yeah 
um and so his is kind of like a mental game too but it's more like again it's gonna have like a his his has nothing to do with him physically like he is in no way really a scared of water like he was uh, this era of fear gas was very specialized in terms of like, oh, this is the animal. This is fear of snakes, fear gas. And this one's fear of crowds, like gas, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just generalized fear, which is kind of mm-hmm. like what it was when it, what, what, what it was beforehand and what it would later become in more modern times, mm-hmm. you know? And so this one was specifically like aquaphobia. Yes. So- he does have, um, like the vials labels Mm -hmm. also which i thought was hilarious uh (laughs) yes yes it's like it's his is psychological but it's also doesn't have anything to do with him whereas wonder woman's Mm -hmm. is it's just it's her character flaw she's the one who doesn't know when to stop she doesn't know her own limits uh so messed up uh and then we have it's not wally west is it that is wally west's wally west the flash okay um sorry there's a but there's an issue in this one where it's not Wally West anymore. Like it's ter- wait, is it Wally? Yeah. No, sorry. In one of my issues, oh. it's like it's a Flash, but a different version of Flash, which is not important because it's not really part of like what we're talking about. But anyway, so this one is the Wally West one, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets like like a bullet, right? That's that gets like yeah. lodged in his like. Um, they just give him like a massive seizure that never ends. <laughs> yeah that's so scary that's terrifying um so they kind of yeah like induce i think they said epilepsy mm-hmm. and so yeah he's just like seizuring for for hours a, or no not half, for like half an hour it was for half an hour but he like explains it like it was like how many years and like 20 minutes it's like what <laughs> also made me laugh and i was like yeah that's what it feels like when you're having a hard time you're like i've been doing this for a long time right. no oh <laughs> my dearest iris it has been 10 long years since i was last held in your sweet embrace <laughs> it was last week what <laughs> it's like you just went to the oh. store for milk dude chill <laughs> oh i've revealed my diabolical plan to you sorry <laughs> i'll write back in 10 years right <laughs> sand etchings oh, oh god <laughs> um is that everyone is that everyone um, gets, like hold on so we've got aquaman oh superman superman uh, superman i don't i don't have i'm gonna preface this with i don't have a firm enough understanding of like the history of superman to say when like the different colors of kryptonite came into it but i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was before this mm-hmm. but anyway like it's within superman lore like green kryptonite is when everyone knows and it like depowers him like it depowers him, it makes him sick and it can kill him. Like if he's exposed to it for long enough. Mm-hmm. And then there's all of these other like colors of, of kryptonite that do different things, mm-hmm. you know, depending on like when they're used and all that. I don't know if this is like, I don't know when that actually happened or if this was like the first introduction of like other kryptonites. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough. I don't, that's not, has nothing to do with me being smart. It has more to do with what I've been exposed mm-hmm. to. Sorry, that got a little philosophical. <laughs> it's okay. That's just life. But anyway, <laughs> comes in bursts. Yeah, but anyway, like Batman synthesized a form of kryptonite that is not green kryptonite, and so it will not leave any lasting damage. But mm. instead, it will basically like instead of depowering him, it overpowers him to the point where he is in excruciating pain and he just overloads. Like he can't he can't self regulate the energy he gets from the sun. Yeah. So he's just like an excruciating, ex, ex, 
oh the word's not gonna come to me but he's just like in pain mm-hmm. he, he becomes transparent he can't control his he's, powers at one point he's like holding his eyes because he's just laser visioning everywhere so that's how they get kind of taken out and then we do get some cool panels like i liked this one i'm gonna show you we'll post it once we figure out our instagram situation this one kind of like was really <gasps> we forgot about green lantern oh green lantern <laughs> sorry y'all that's the panel i was pointing at it's yeah, let's talk about let's talk about what happened to Green Lantern. His was fucked up too. <laughs> okay. They're all messed yeah, up. Yeah, all right. His his is arguably as messed up as Wonder Woman's. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle, right? Yeah, Kyle Ryder. He gets he basically gets his vision taken away from him. So he gets blinded. Mm-hmm. And like there's a point. Yeah. It's how they do it that's messed up though. Cause like yeah. they don't like they don't inject him with anything. Like they don't he's not physically blinded they basically they just they come across him when he's asleep and they just whisper you're really blind and then they put his power ring on and because like the green lantern's ring is will-based and it's like kind of making the philosophical argument of i think therefore i am because they whispered Mm -hmm. you're blind while he's like asleep he wakes up blind (laughs) and yeah so that's what happens and then he has like a whole you know breakdown because like without for him Mm -hmm. if he can't like see it he can't create it so he so that renders his ring and his power useless because he can't like envision a hammer so he can't Mm -hmm. use a hammer which he also goes through like a whole existential crisis of like it's not just about like his powers it's also about like he he defines himself as because an he defines artist, himself right? as an artist like he is an artist yeah. that is his identity and he mm-hmm. does not like he he does not think that he can continue to be that without his vision yeah and so we like he goes through like this whole breakdown in the middle of this this batshit insane comic book <laughs> yeah I don't know with his thing I was like I mean if he had sight and then lost it he does still have an idea of like what things look like just not how new things would look like However, he does just have like a mental breakdown about it. Which is just like, I, I'm nothing without without me being an artist. I'm nothing. Like we're definitely a person yeah. <laughs> with experiences. But, you know, he had just lost his sight by waking up and not having it anymore. So mm-hmm. it messed him up. And then I think that's all of them now, right? I mean, it's also, I love how they solve the problem with him. Like they literally just take his, his ring off. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. They just take his ring off and then he's like... It's a miracle. I have sight. It was my own doing the whole time. Yeah. That's basically that's basically what happens with yeah. that. And then, okay, so this whole time, for me, at this point, let's see, what page is this on? 198 of 289. So at this point, I'm like, okay, this is like what I was like ready like to read because I had like, I knew what was, mm-hmm. I knew like the plot of it. I should know like, the details but because I knew I was like oh I know it's Batman's fault but I didn't know how it was his fault like I didn't know what was going on and during the first like 100 pages I was like okay so like are they just setting it up like are these scenarios no they have nothing really to do with this part what happens is Raza Ghoul's daughter Talia yeah Talia she and and Batman like are lovers and uh, because Batman only likes dangerous women Yes, they have to be worried. I, I have Cat Susan have dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> I have a headcanon that like Batman is like a massive simp, 
but he's specific. Mm-hmm. So he like he likes powerful women that don't need him. He likes like doms, I think. Yeah. So like, um, you know, I've got a whole like I have got a whole long head canon about how he loves reading like romance books. You know, because he just he loves like strong, independent women who don't need no man, but are fiercely loved by them anyway. We're gonna roll with that definition of his love life. Uh, yes. So Talia. <sighs> I so, somehow I, th- I think always picks her father over Batman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So her dad, like Miranda says, like Batman did this work. Go steal that shit. And she's like, "My dearest Batman, <laughs> I'm gonna rob you blind, but I'm doing it with love." I'm like that's not how that works, but okay. <laughs> Um, she's just waxing poetic about like i'm in his inner sanctum and he's my dearly beloved and in a perfect world we could live together and it would be just us two it's very but um, my father would not approve yeah it's she's a strong woman who needs her death that's that's yeah that's all it is horrifically abusive upbringing hey. family trauma that's how they get along oh my god this is a tangent this is unapologetically a tangent. Um, do you know uh, when canonically Talia Al Ghul was, conce- was uh, conceived? No. Woodstock. No. There is a storyline where Raza Ghul talks about how he met Talia's mother at Woodstock. I fucking love comics. <laughs> they hooked up and now he had a kid. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> thank you for that fun fact. Uh, I'm gonna look into it after we're done recording. So yeah, so he takes him out. So the way the 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 comic is kind of like going is like it's intercut, like Talia walking through his inner sanctum, and um, Batman like learning all the information. So like there's mm-hmm. a panel of him fighting Wonder Woman, and he's just like what what we would um, consider just like friendly like coworker banter he uses against them so like he he's fighting her and then this was badass she's like oh throw like basically he's like oh if I hold you down like this like I would just hold you down until you pass out and she's Mm -hmm. like you would not win because (laughs) I just wait she's like you don't know how long I hold my breath I'd wait and I was like damn bitch you got problems but um she whoops his ass and then um he's basically like wow you're really competitive and she's like it's not competitive it's a lifestyle when I came to this like area y'all are little bitches and like what you consider competitive ain't shit so and then he's like this is how I'm going to use this against her basically this is probably a little bit of like damaged ego in there yeah you know that's why hers was so personal she threw him around you know what lady I'm gonna make you be in pain and then you know he talks to Kyle and Kyle kind of says like a one-off like oh without my art like I'd be nothing something along those lines mm-hmm. and then you get little like they look like trading cards of like the dossier or whatever and it's mm-hmm. like a picture of Wonder Woman and then like notes of like hit, like Batman's notes on it like oh she doesn't lose even if she's wrong, like you have to convince her that she was wrong, <laughs> stuff like that. And then again, it's cut against with like uh, Talia just just casually stealing shit. If I was inside Batman's like freaking cave, I'd be so scared. 
like he's gonna find me and she's just like la 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 <laughs> right right it's and like where... he's gonna know how would he know he's gonna know he's gonna know like she's very much like and in this corner we made out and in that corner he drew me like one of his french girls he drew blah, me like blah. one of his gotham girls yes and i was here for it and so right. she and this and this desk was where our son Damien was conceived. Oh yes, that is like the vibe that she's putting out while she's walking through it. Uh, you know, she discovers she's, she's like, the ultimate ex with no boundaries. She is. She's it's unhealthy, mm-hmm. but they are a good-looking couple. Um, <laughs> hot, dangerous people. Hot, dangerous, unhinged. Yeah. So you basically just kind of get like through it and she's just like talking, blah, blah, blah. She has like a moment of like, I shouldn't seal it. Like I could just break this and like tell my father that I failed. And she's like, LOL. Nah. Also mind you, this is on like a CD-ROM. Yes, it is on a CD-ROM. It's not even a flash drive. They have flash drives then and he's rich. He should have just had one of those. <laughs> right. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> he's just Imagine sh- scratching it on right. the way, <laughs> on the way there. It's like Batman. I understand these contingencies were to take out the league, but why was mine a clown with a pink afro? Uh, yes, I just want the panel of Talia because she's like in a skin tight suit once again. We're back at it again with the latex. She's got some chrome highlights, a little backpack. I guess the little backpack is for the CD. But what I want to imagine, because like in the early two thousands, people had like those thick ass booklets where you put all the CDs. Like I. Don't- <gasps> Oh my god, you just yeah, like you run around of just that. <laughs> the panel I'm missing. Um, the lost panel, if you will. <laughs> yes, and then she finds the freaking kryptonite yes. on accident. That's what kills me. Like she just like went and opened the file and they're like, she's like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> right. She was like, while I'm here, let me look at this filing cabinet. Because <laughs> that's all it is. Yep. Dude, the best part is uh, she yeah, doesn't so- even steal the stone. She doesn't. She just like looks at it. And she's like, he did it. Son of a bitch did it. <laughs> and then she goes home and Razagul makes his own. Uh, Yeah, then we get another little bit and it's like them kind of fixing themselves, right? Like mm-hmm. they figure out how to like reverse everything. But now everything, everyone has dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. They can't oh my God. Them. We talked about like how we took out the league. We didn't talk about Razagul's actual plan to call humanity. Yeah, so this is the actual plan. Go ahead, Miranda. <laughs> um, Raza Ghoul has decided the only thing we, he needs to do is break down communication lines, which fair, that is a solid strategy. The way he does it is he has a giant transmitter that emits a frequency that when you hear it, um, it scrambles the communication centers in your brain. So it starts off by giving you aphasia to where like you, you just, you physically cannot read. Like you look at words and it's gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. and then he just cranks it up and it turns into you can't understand language at all like like you think you're talking uh, but you can't understand anyone else talking <laughs> and it's like it doesn't even take five minutes like it does not like it's this is how unhinged this book is it takes place in like a day like it, it takes place like there's what? probably it, it it takes place in like a day like there are I would say there's probably like an hour between when like Martian Manhunter gets shot mm-hmm. or like, I would say it'd probably like a little bit longer, like maybe two and a half hours between Martian Manhunter, like him first getting shot and them starting to like disable 
the the various contingencies against them. Mm, so it's like a two okay. hour window when everyone gets hit, when like the the world loses the power of speech, and then eventually like loses like or when the world loses the, the ability to read and then loses their power of speech. Like it's like three hours from start to finish. I want everyone to know that reading this did not feel like it was three hours. Okay, this this fucking book, the pacing mm-hmm. for it was definitely like, oh, this took. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there is a point where you realize, like, oh, it could it couldn't possibly been that long. But the way they explain everything, it makes it feel like it's been at least like three days of them like no being stuck doing doing things. But there is like an indicator mm-hmm. when like the flash kind of gets um un seizured i guess like when he's like, done having seizures when he says like oh it's been how many days or whatever and like it's been 24 minutes and like oh okay so really it hasn't been a long time yeah and the contingencies because they do make it a point to say that like batman never wanted to kill them he just needed to stop them long enough to stop whatever was going on mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah no reading it makes makes it seem like a much longer time yeah no this is like a day this is a single day when all of this happens that's a lot and I just want to point out that like immediately immediately the ability to read goes out the window and like humanity just bursts into flames <laughs> again an hour <laughs> ah, they're like, we can't land the planes the wars can't be fought the hospitals are going under because they don't know the medication like, like immediately like I understand reading's important and it would be a fairly quick breakdown but I think like I mean, maybe this is just me. Like, maybe this is my, like, inability to process change quickly. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like if I all of a sudden couldn't read, like, I would stay home. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, like, I'm calling out like of work. if I, <laughs> if I woke up and I'm, like, checking my email and all of a sudden it just glitches and it's all gobbledygook, like, I would have a panic attack and I would not leave my house. Yeah, it would be everyone, all systems failed we're not yeah. leaving the house like i i wouldn't go out on the street and start arguing with people about like subway lines <laughs> yeah it's weird because they like they do the okay so like it affecting hospitals it affecting like landing yeah. towers it affecting those things are yeah. valid but yeah i would not go outside and argue with my neighbor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? like it's there's certain things like there's certain things that it affects that it's just like i mean it would scare you but a lot of these systems are fairly automated, you know, yeah. like, uh, like the, the breakdown of like not being able to read street signs would be traumatic if you didn't drive the same streets every day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it would immediately cause car accidents. Mm-hmm. And like, they showed like gridlock in the city, like cars are abandoned, like it's the walking dead. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So uh, yes. So no one can understand each other. <sighs> Possibly my most favorite panel in this whole fucking thing, Show it. which is, which is a little saying some, cause there's a lot of really good ones mm-hmm. is this reveal him, yes. reveal, him <laughs> taking off. Yes. That's so, a Batman. Master of disguise. Master of disguise. Um, I can't. Okay. All right. So let me just set the scene. He's looking for Ra's al Ghul. He's realized that he's stolen his body. He's trying to find him. We haven't seen Batman in a minute, mm-hmm. but we have seen Talia a lot. And then we get like a little scene where he, co- where Talia comes back to see his dad and she, they get questioned. 
or something and mm-hmm. she smacks the shit out of some like lackey mm-hmm. and then Rosa is like they're having a conversation blah 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 and then what happens it's not Talia we're getting a mask takeoff and it's Batman <laughs> it's this whole thing of like of like someone comes to inform that the Batman is dead and he just takes it off and it's like him smirking he's like <laughs> Like, and then like physically, physically, he's wearing like a skin tight mask, right? And then he pops off and his little ears like pop up. <laughs> I love it. And then the fa- there's no way Talia has the same built as fucking Batman. <laughs> and he's like full suit. This is not Wayne. This is Batman. And he's got he's a like massive a massive man, even when he's Bruce Wayne, he doesn't become smaller. No. And like, no like talia has a slim frame Mm -hmm. is probably shorter than him not built like a wall right oh okay i think i see this um it's not he didn't he wasn't disguising himself as talia that's not like a face like mask he's wearing oh he's the person who's telling them that batman's oh my god oh my god oh my god although to be fair that man also has a different build than batman yes like also like look at how relatively slim this man is so confused because i was like how does he have and then like his pecs are really like his pecs are like up and out so it's just like was he wearing a talia suit like i'm so confused (laughs) oh my god God, a skin suit a woman suit that's what i was thinking this is like what is going on in this comic book all right never mind uh once again and a lady gets confused but uh i just wanted it to be more ridiculous than it is uh, to However, be fair the way that this art is drawn like there is a boob quality to all of like the superheroes packs yes. and they're wearing <laughs> the same colored like suit mm-hmm. so anyway the reveal is so good mm-hmm. i still really like it um yeah so batman kind of realizes he's like everyone's in danger <laughs> he has to like fly back the, the calm the communication systems have been wiped out also mm-hmm. him I think I just like Batman in scenarios, like him being this pilot in pilot in his suit, his little ears. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love this. Like he's being. There's all these panels of like he's being yelled at by the league, and he just looks like a disgruntled like, child. Yeah, I go. I know. I made a mistake. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not sorry. Yeah. Yes. It's it's great. Uh, one of my favorite things about this is like at one point, um, like they're they're all betrayed. Like, obviously, they're betrayed. That's the point of the book. That's why the Tower of Babel, you know, their hubris brings them down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all like, how could you do this? And he's like, and like uh, Alfred, uh, while he's making his contingencies, brings up the point of like, you know, sir, they wouldn't think of doing this to you. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> it's like, they're idiots. <laughs> morons. I'm surrounded by morons. <laughs> yes. I'm the only intelligent one here. Mm-hmm. And I love that because like, I... I reference that a lot. Like that is, that is something that lives rent free in my head. Like I, I talk about, I have just had normal ass conversations and then I'll just bring up the fact that like Batman got offended that the rest of the league doesn't have contingencies so on ridiculous. him. It was very much like, I told you so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Batman in this was like my favorite. Cause he's just like, bro, what? Like you guys are, I get it. I get you're mad, but you know, you know, I was right though. <laughs> you know, I was right. <laughs> unrepentant so entirely they kind of like figure it out they're all fixed they're all angry Mm -hmm. they're all yelling at him (laughs) like what's wrong with you they get Uh, passive aggressive about it too like (laughs) 
let me see if I can find like one that's just funny. Let's see. There's a lot of like one of them is like as if I want to take orders from you. And then they kind of go back to Razagul. They have to stop like some fight again. They figure, oh, they have to stop. Okay, so the so he does have his parents' mm-hmm. bodies. So that he's gonna put yeah, it's a Lazarus fit. It's fit? it's gone through some yeah, remodels like lava. in yeah. recent years. <laughs> it's gone through mm-hmm. some rebranding, but in this version, it looks like a lava pit. Mm-hmm. And they're about to drop the bodies in. They don't drop the bodies in. They save it. So even though he's betrayed them, they kind of like become a team and fix that mess. And they're they're there for Batman, right? Once yeah. again, proving that they're a trustworthy group, even though they all yeah. petty as fuck and they don't want to be helping him. Um, Have, it's, yeah. There's yeah. like a secondary plan because there's always a secondary plan of like, oh, well, if my tower of, if my, if my communication disruption fails, then we also have like this war in the Middle East that I could trigger with a bioweapon. Yeah. And so they all have to pull together to stop that. And it's insane. There, it's honestly like maybe one page worth of like fight of that little like contingency, not contingency, but like mm-hmm. extra planning that he had in effect. Um, so yeah, they kind of like save the day. Everybody's safe. The, the Waynes get put back in their most unsecure right? burial ground. No one tells the, the groundskeeper. He just probably like stumbles upon it someday. He's like, uh, this looks like freshly <laughs> dug up dirt. Um, but I know they died like at least 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's a discussion, right? Of like kicking Batman. This is so petty. This is like petty. Um, so like the rest of the justice league has to like decide, okay, how do we we respond to this? You know, do we expel Batman from the league for doing this? Right. They have a meeting room. They have a meeting room with a big round Mm -hmm. table and with chairs that all have their names on them. Cause apparently they, Mm -hmm. they are children who cannot handle picking their own seats. And do they have this meeting in their meeting room with their special cha- little chairs? It's literally yeah. just a conference room. <laughs> like if you've ever been in a conference room, it's just that, um, but super. They have the meeting so. in the hallway because Batman is waiting yeah. in the meeting room. They're yeah, like, like they, they, they physically cannot, they're such children that they cannot even have their super special meeting about whether or not to expel a member of the Justice League, not just a member of the Justice League, the member of the Justice League that's paying for the Justice League in their actual meeting room. Oh. So instead they're having this discussion in a hallway. <sighs> yes. And there is one panel of like, they're talking about Batman and Batman's in the room and he's just like, mm. <laughs> he's just like angrily frowning. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know why I would not show up. Like, can you guys tell me, just let me know you got I mean, my number. I know, you know this is in essence what he does. He leaves in the middle of the discussion. Like, doesn't even wait he takes himself out of the league (laughs) he's like you can't fire me i quit (laughs) i you can't handle oh my god yes no but yes that's the panel i'm talking about where he's just like frowny frowny mick frowny sin i want that to be my new um, (laughs) (laughs) like contact photo for everything um so then you know some people are like he should stay like yeah that was messed up it ends up at at a tie basically it's three for three three that can stay three vote for him to stay three vote for him Mm -hmm. to go and then it's up to who superman also before we talk about that uh rubber man plastic man i don't know at what point they decided to do this because it's not like this during the whole Mm -hmm. like run 
has like a deep V. Is this? What oh God, I was going to talk about Raza Gould's deep V, but he also has a deep V because oh, okay. he's in essence wearing what looks like a wrestler costume. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a singlet, but it has like mm-hmm. an open back. It's very like Met Gala, um, <laughs> yeah. leotard. Uh, but yes, Raza Gould. There's yep. a lot of deep Vs. Raza Gould painted and, on. Yes, painted on, painted around their abs. <laughs> we're back to superman and he has to make the the final call and when they go into the meeting Mm -hmm. room he's gone so i guess that's that means he's not a part of it anymore yeah yeah right he just takes himself out of the league goes back to gotham yeah because it yes it ends with the end and then that's is that where yours end or oh no i have an epilogue oh you do okay so this was a this is like Tower of Babel is like the storyline itself is not really all that significant. What's what's significant is the fact that Batman has contingency plans and that has ripple effects throughout like the entire um, DC universe at this time period. And so um, that means that like the Titans who are being, who, who like Nightwing is a part of like Dick Grayson is a part of the Titans. Like he gets faced with like a lot of scrutiny Um Tim mm-hmm. Drake, who is with Young Justice, gets faced with a lot of scrutiny. In fact, like uh, this is like a big major event that really happens for Young Justice. Um, mm-hmm. is like one of the one of the main sort of emotion emotional like conflicts within like that se- that run, like the 2000s Young Justice run, is the fact that like Robin has secrets. Like they all know each other's secret identities, but they don't know Robin's. You know, and so mm-hmm. this kind of brings it to like this boiling point of distrust. It's, mm-hmm. it's really important for like, in terms of like the ripple effect, like Oracle, uh, they stop using Oracle almost entirely, which is stupid because mm-hmm. as we've established, the Justice mm-hmm. League is full of morons. Yes. <laughs> so mine does kind of mm-hmm. have that. It's only a few pages though. It's not very long. I think it's one. Oh yeah. No, three, it's just, it's just like showing four. like this. Yeah. Yes. 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 Where they're talking to Nightwing and they're yeah. like, hmm. Which, and it's a flash and he's like where his face is very like mm-hmm. i mean the apple doesn't fall for, far from the tree and that's like the whole argument like okay well batman yeah. did that and to be fair yeah like in the the tower of babel there is like a point where they talk about um everyone knowing each other's secret identities when nobody mm-hmm. knows the batmans so okay that's cool that that like kind of gets brought into everything yeah no it's, it's it was like a major event at the time and this is like it's it's really significant for a number of ways. Like Nightwing is after Superman, like the, he's the number two most trusted superhero in the DC community. And like Nightwing mm-hmm. in essence, he's got to regain trust and he didn't do jack shit to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Tim yeah. Drake, he's my flavor fave. I love him dearly, but also in the Young Justice, like run at one point, he gets like truth or dare to take his mask off. So he does it and he's got another mask underneath. So- He's a Stop. he's a sneaky snake. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Like um, I understand why they're weary of him. Like why a bunch of fourteen year olds with superpowers don't trust the other the fourteen year olds without superpowers. Okay, that's cool. So that's it. That's the Tower of Babel. Um, some of the deluxe edition, but mostly of like the OG <laughs> one. Thank you, Miranda, for providing that. Yeah. So I liked it. It was a whole lot of things that didn't make sense. Um, and then mine like had in the very mm-hmm. beginning, let me pull it up. So mine did have an introduction, right? With um, the creator, mm-hmm. the writer. 
and he talks about like I think it's like in defense of like the science that was like my first like issue on on my volume and it was basically like dimensions like if they like the multiverse basically um but the thing that gets me is like okay the the he has like this whole thing where he's like yeah like at the time that was like scientifically something Mm -hmm. that was being studied and And yeah the stuff that gets me is like at the end they just like yada yada through like solutions and I'm like okay so like I see where we stopped and I really appreciate the yada yadas where they're like okay well um it's not a problem anymore we fix it with writing like oh (laughs) sweet thank you but yeah I really enjoyed it I thought it was a fun a fun read nice I'm glad this is this is like I said this is one of my favorites it's uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen like the TikTok trend, but it's like uh, the the seven evil X's sound from Scott Pilgrim. But it's like you have to, you have uh-huh. to read my like my seven favorite storylines, and this is one of mine. Ah, <laughs> I have not seen that trend, but yeah. I like that. Can I talk very briefly about how um, this storyline? Like again, like I said, the Tower of Babel storyline itself does not matter. What matters is the contingencies. Can I talk about how it gets updated? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So obviously most people are not reading this really bizarre book from the, from 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what it was, what later uh, came into effect to update the storyline is that um, Batman creates contingencies to stop the league. Like in this one, he creates it out of response to um a an event that happened where uh the bodies of superheroes were swapped with like their villains so like the penguin mm-hmm. was in batman's body and he was in the penguin's body <laughs> it's in oh sinestro was in like green lantern's body and green lantern was in sinestro's body like it was a it was a whole storyline of all that so he develops his contingencies in response to that event for like what do we have to do if we have to take down like our own right Mm-hmm. when it gets when the story gets updated um there is a period of time in like 2009 uh, when dc got real dark and like it mm-hmm. was this whole thing of like what if everyone was morally dubious and so one of the things that happens is uh dr light who is kind of a minor superhero like he's minor but he pops up a lot um he gets lobotomized like super villain. A Dr. <gasps> Light, like Sorry, Dr. Light, who's kind of like this minor super villain okay. who like pops up a lot. He gets lobotomized. He got by the by Justice who? League. Like <gasps> yeah, villains. it's this, it's an event that happens. And so one of the things that happens is that of course, like not everyone is morally okay with that because you shouldn't be okay with that. What yeah, like I think yeah. I don't I haven't I this is one of those things of when like, I read peripherally. So I read events that were around it because I was reading Teen Titans, you know? Right. And so like, I knew about it. I see it referenced in other storylines as I'm going back and rereading. I have not read that storyline exactly. But one mm-hmm. of the things that happens is um, he, he gets lobotomized. I assume by Martian Manhunter because he's the telepath on the team. And mm-hmm. then um, the event gets erased from Batman's mind. Like Batman gets mind wiped about like having seen this thing happen. It's this whole conspiracy. And so uh, the way that they updated the Tower of Babel storyline of, oh, Batman has contingencies to take everyone out 
is they said that like subconsciously he knew like all, all was not right in the state of Denmark. And so he came up with not just contingency plans, but also the brother eye, which is a, a, a satellite that's just meant to keep an eye on everything and keep superheroes in check. Like he came up with these systems out of the subconscious memory that like something bad happened. <laughs> and it's, it's wild. Cause like in this one, like it's, I think he should have contingencies. I will always stand by his right to have them because the justice league act like gods among men. And that's not okay. You know, someone mm-hmm. needs to check them before they wreck themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's also mm-hmm. very much like the way he goes about it is very wrong in terms of like, he does betray their trust in a very real way. The way yeah. it gets updated, like he's in the right a hundred percent. They're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, um, <laughs> Okay, so no questions asked. We don't want to hear about it, but um, he yeah. is going to do this. And I just, I, I find that very interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of ties, I don't know if it ties like loose ends, but it's kind of like, we're not going to have an argument. Like this is a plot point we want to have and we're just going to make them incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Hmm. I'll have to read that. Um, okay, I have, this is kind of a fun question. So obviously yes. Batman plans the contingencies. Right. And he can't play on his own. Yes. So what do you think yes. the bat the Batman contingency should be? To like mm-hmm. neutralize him? Oh gosh. Let's see. Let me think. Now I do think sealing his like parents' bodies would alert him once again. If it happened again, it would he would he should just cremate them at this <laughs> point. Just, yeah. They should be in the uh, cave with him. <laughs> They just need to be in an urn by him at all times. Oh, he could um, he could have them turn their ashes turned into diamonds and he could wear them because he's a rich person. Yes, he could. Yes, he can oh make my God. So maybe like keeping that part in it, but how would I like neutralize? I think you'd have to like take some of his funding away. Mm-hmm. But he's still smart, so you have to take like his smartness oh my away. God. Um, oh my God. <laughs> so you have to like okay irs that's the plan the irs has to come in and seize all his assets <laughs> um very Shit's creek style and oh my God. alfred alfred needs to be neutralized as well because he's like his cheerleader <laughs> do you got to have a dangerous lady in this plot also <laughs> so i i don't know the details but that is the general things that you would need to mm. neutralize him i don't have a specific i'll get back to you on that <laughs> i need a week to think about it <laughs> your plan just boils down to like alfred needs to go on vacation and then someone needs to call the irs <laughs> yes yes or if they take him to like space like if 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 Superman takes him to like high enough in the air, he doesn't have like a superpower. Like he is a human, he will faint. (laughs) Just drop him from behind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just make him faint. I don't kill him now. Just make him kind of like pass out. (laughs) What about you? Do you have have any thought about this? Um, all right so within universe, the actual contingency plan to take out, like if Batman ever needs to be stopped, is um I complain about this a lot. It's it's just, uh, you know, there's Batman has these really detailed files and dossiers on everybody and talking like these crazy plans to, you know, keep them out of his shit. And then like the Batman mm-hmm. dossier is like Dick Grayson's phone number. <laughs> it's like, it's literally like, just call his, call his kid. 
and then yes. it, and then it becomes Dick's problem. <laughs> and you know, like repeatedly within canon, he does say that like Dick Grayson is his rock, like that's his his emotional support orphan, if you will. Oh, <laughs> you know, like oh, it's no. he's. I don't. He he plays favorites definitely. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, Dick yes. is. Dick's his oldest kid, but Dick's also the kid that kind of raised him in a weird way, you know? So mm-hmm. like, obviously, you know, Dick Grayson's got to be involved. Nightwing's got to come in and talk sense into Batman. And then he's also got like 10 million other kids. Like, I think that the way they should neutralize him is all of his kids have an event on the same day. That's how we yes. do it. Just, he has to go full PTA mom for all of his kids all in the same day. And that will keep you think he's so busy. Like- he has like a like a minivan batmobile transformer like just uh, today's a day it's saturday all these guys are in extracurriculars <laughs> one of them is in tumbling one of them is in cheer one of them is in like yep. soccer <laughs> and they all have like something going on we got soccer prizes in the morning he's got a color-coded and- agenda yeah and then he has to get lunches from all different restaurants because the kids don't like the same restaurant food so some of them want you Mm -hmm. know that canes some of them want (laughs) that in and out that in and out that canes yes yes Uh, he's got to go get a bat salad for damien because he's a vegetarian (laughs) yes and like he just won't eat and the other one won't eat anything but chicken fingers but at least he's eating something so whatever we'll just let him god damn it take your 23 Uh, eat your 10 piece or else (laughs) I think that is it. Yeah. And then he'll just be busy all day. You can do whatever yep. you want. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's, you know, someone's got a school play that night and he's got to run around getting them their the, costume because they did not give yeah, him the permission the slip rips. until day of. It's too close to home. But yes. Yes. I think that's, I like yours. Yours is more wholesome. <laughs> he's just a dad, single dad, trying to do the best. It's the only way to neutralize him. It's the only way. That's true. He puts, does he put his kids first? He would in that day. I mean, it's canonically not really, but you know what? (laughs) I live with a healthy dose of Fanon in my life. And I just, I, I just want good dad, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Good dad, Bruce Wayne is the Mm -hmm. content we need. You've been listening to another episode of the sidekicks. Yeah. We just finished out. Tower bubble. What? the fuck that we talked about oh yeah tower bowel sorry we're figuring out next week so for next week we're gonna be reading spider-man blue by jeff Loeb and tim sale so if you have it read it with us hear our discussion about yep. it if you don't have it check it out rent it from your library or borrow mm-hmm. it from a friend yeah no no, no, no don't go listen. don't go into debt <laughs> check out your local libraries check out your local comic book community those are great resources and elena do you have any socials you want to plug I have TikTok. It's Orchata Chica. Uh, Instagram is Orchata Chica too. I don't update either of them very much, but they're there. Um, Miranda, how about you? I am Dynamite Miranda on TikTok and I talk almost exclusively about the Bat family. I am on the road to getting a thousand followers so that I can start doing lives. So feel free Yay. to check me out. What Do you have a happy thing? this week a happy thing this week um my family's coming to visit and i'm so i'm so excited like oh my god oh and they finally fixed my oven it was broken Uh, sort of uh the handle came off 
Okay, well, yes, that, that qualifies as broken. Yeah, the handle came off and oh. it was, it had, I shouldn't admit this. I probably shouldn't admit this. It had happened before and I just like only half of it had come off. So I just kind of like, um, I took a screwdriver and I just screwed it right back in because mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot deal with the existential dread of emailing my landlord right now. So I'm just going to do this myself. And then uh, it, it came off entirely later. And so I was really proud of myself. I emailed like half an hour after it happened. Like I finished making dinner and then I emailed my Mm -hmm. landlord and then about a week later they fixed it. Well, that's good. Do you have a happy thing? I'm proud of you too. Uh, I went to a birthday celebration Friday night with someone I used to work with, like at my second job. And it was just, it was just nice to be out like celebrating someone I enjoy being around and like I don't I haven't talked to her in a long time so it was just like nice like hey how are you let's party that's my happy thing and then my family's coming over this this afternoon so that's always fun to play video games we always yeah they play video games we always like make food and then like play games and then they go home but yeah that's my thing yeah everyone once we set up like actual ways to communicate with us we'll start saying that at the end of the podcast but at the moment we don't have it so uh, I hope to hear you know. from you no hope that you come back next week i think that's that's where we're at with it um and that's that's our episode thanks everyone <laughs>